0: Uh, today we are doing the killing of demon Narka, Narkasura. Uh, this is Canto 10, Part 3, Chapter 59. So we had just seen in the last chapter how Krishna had uh, got married to five more princesses. And in this we will come to know how he married thousands more. So it's it's like a going on. So the next story is about a demon called Narkasura. Narkasur is a, a very interesting demon because we will come to know how he has instrument he is instrumental in doing so many things which are connected to different different kinds of uh, you know uh, things in our life. Like say for example, the uh, the tree called parijat. I mean the flowers. I am sure you have seen the parijat flowers. It's a tiny fi- white color flower with. A small orange color stem. It's a tiny flower with an orange color stem which starts flowering in the night and it, it gives off a very heavenly aroma. Very beautiful aroma and that plant is always outside the uh, Krishna's garden you know so that the scent wafts through that air and reaches his queen called Satyabama that is how the entire story is going to be so we will come to know all these things how this whole thing leads to that so today we are doing the killing of demon Narkasura this is chapter 59 King Parikshit said how was Bahamasura who kidnapped so many women killed by the supreme lord please narrate this adventure of lord Shrank Sukadeva Goswami said, after Bhauma had stolen his earring, belonging to Indra's mother, along with Varuna's umbrella and the demigod's playground at the peak of Mandara mountain, Indra went to Lord Krishna and informed him of the misdeeds. The Lord, taking his wife Satyabhama with him, then rode on Garuda to Jyoti Shapura which was surrounded on all sides by fortifications consisting of hills, unmanned weapons water, fire, wind and obstructions of murapasa wire now we have to introduce this demon which we call as Narkasur Narkasur is a very interesting demon I was telling you about now what had happened is he had robbed many things. Whenever he used to go and plunder people, he used to take things from there without anybody's permission. So, from Indra Dev also, he had taken certain things. He had taken the earrings of Indra's mother. (laughs) So, let us see why is he doing all these things? We should come to know, isn't it? So, with his club, the Lord broke through the rock fortification with his arrows. The weapon fortification with his disc, the fire and the water fortifications and with his sword, the murapasa cables. So everything the lord what he does, he uses different weapons to destroy that particular fortress. There is a lot of fortifications which are there, so he uses his different kinds of weapons. (laughs) With the sound of his conch shell, Lord Gadadhar then shattered the magic seals of the fortress. Along with the hearts of the brave defenders and with his heavy club, he demolished the surrounding earthen ramparts. So after that what he does, he uses his conch and breaks open a particular portion and then he goes ahead and uses his club that is Gada to demolish the surrounding earthen ramparts. Yes, you will want to know why all this is happening. So we shall come to it. Wait. wait. The five-headed demon Mura, who slept at the bottom of the city's moat, awoke and rose up out of the water when he heard the vibration of Lord Krishna's Panchajanya Consher. A sound as terrifying as the thunder at the end of the cosmic age. Shining with blinding, terrible effulgence of the sun's fire at the end of the millennium, Mura seemed to be swallowing up the three worlds with the five mouths. He lifted the trident and fell upon Garuda, the son of Tarkasha, like an attacking snake. murav hurled his trident and then hurled it fiercely at Garuda, roaring in all five mouths. The sound filled the earth and the sky, all directions and the limits of outer space, until it reverberated against the very shell of the universe. Then with two arrows, Lord Hari struck the trident, flying towards Garuda and broke it into three pieces. Next, the Lord hit the Mura's face with several arrows and the demon angrily hurled his club at the Lord. As Mura's Mura's club sped towards him on the battlefield, Lord Gadajaraj intercepted it with his own and broke it into thousands of pieces. Mura then raised his arms high and rushed at the unconquerable lord who easily sliced off the head with his disc weapons lifeless, Mura's decapitated body fell into the water like a mountain, whose peak had been severed by the power of lord Indra's thunderbolt. The demon's seven sons, enraged by their father's death prepared to retaliate Now, this is just the precursor we have to yet come to this great demon called we are still not. we have still not come to him so we are just facing his first in a person that is there is a moat around the castle You know, moat is a, is a water body which is right around the castle so that nobody it is a very deep moat so that nobody can enter from there and then there is a way bridge which is lowered then you can cross over into the fortress that is the idea so from this moat comes this creature called Mura. ok uh, so far we have seen this now we have to face Krishna is going to face his seven sons. There are seven sons of Mura. So let us see what happens. Ordered by Vavasara, Mura's seven sons, Tamra, Antareksha, Shravana, Bhivavasu, Vasu, Nabhasuan and Aruna, followed their general Pita into the battlefield, bearing their weapons. These fierce warriors furiously attacked invincible Lord Krishna, with arrows, swords, clubs, spears, lances, and tridents. But the Supreme Lord, with unfailing prowess, cut this mountain of weapons into tiny pieces with his arrow. The Lord severed the heads, thighs, arms, legs, and the armour of these opponents, led by Pitha, and sent them to the abode of Yamraj. Narkasura, the son of the earth, could not contain the fury when he saw the fate of his military leaders. Thus he went to the citadel with elephants born from the milk ocean who were excluding mother from their foreheads out of excitement. So now we come to the main enemy over there. So First it was Murad and his sons and now the main person called Naraka. Lord Krishna and his wife Now, Satyabhama is also a part of it, remember. Mounted upon Garuda, looked like a cloud with lightning sitting above the sun. Seeing the Lord Bhama, released his Satagni weapon to him, whereupon all the Bhama's soldiers simultaneously attacked with their weapons. At that moment, Lord Gadaraja shot his sharp sharp arrows at Bhamasura's army. The arrows displaying the variegated feathers soon reduced their army to a mass of bodies with severed arms, thighs and necks. The Lord similarly killed the opposing horses and elephants. Lord Hari then struck down all the missiles and weapons and the enemy soldiers threw at him. O hero of the Kurus, destroying each and every one with the three sharp arrows. Meanwhile, Garuda as he carried the Lord struck the enemy's elephants with his wings beaten by Garuda's wings break beak and talon the elephant fled back into the city leaving Narkasura alone on the battlefield to oppose Krishna see many a times in today's day and age what has happened is now we are we are seeing an army scene you know a battlefield scene where things which are very very strange are happening and you find that most of the faces are going to be looking sleepy or they are going to be least interested or they are going to say oh my god look at this what is this battlefield thing going on you know these kind of things don't happen in this world that's the first thing that a person says You, you you see the whole point of this but the same thing when you go to see a movie called independence day and you see all those creatures over there or you go to see star wars or you go to see some of those movies where the aliens are coming in different kinds of battlefield equipment is there and there is one big uh, you know starship star and this is happening and then they are, they are sending lasers and and we tend to believe all those things huh But this thing which is mentioned over here, "Ah, this is mythology, this is not so interesting, you know. But the same thing if it is done by Steven Spielberg, George Lucas or James Cameron or one of those people. Mr. James Cameron has already announced some 5-6 movies of his avatar, you know. prequel and Sequel and all those kind of things. And we would love to see those movies. Where everything is brainless. The Star Wars series to the Independence Day to everything is only it's only imagination. And we tend to believe that. And then Captain America, se leke all those you know, Superman, Spiderman, Batman, every man in this world, you know, who is supposed to be having superpowers, we love to see those superpowers. But when Krishna is saying, you know, he hurled his Gada, like this. Uh, what is this? Gada. What do you mean by gada? And he took his uh, arrow out and he fired it. But the same thing if it is done by some soldiers over here firing those missiles and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is possible. The big missile is fitting on top of a very big, you know, missile carrier. Then it is perfect. And then, but miniaturization? Uh, Watch, uh, Everything is getting miniaturized, no? So one small thing can also lead to it, isn't it? But then we don't believe in all this mythology because we think it is all bunkum. Interestingly, mythology is connected to our inner being also. We think that all this is fake, this is unreal, there is no sense in it. It's all nonsensical yeah I am going daily to work you know I go catch a bus I catch a train I do this I do that uh, I drive down to office that is very real <laughs> but all these other things oh that I come back in the evening and then I will go for star wars why I want to you know just just chill chill madhi sir understand this if that is Chilmadi for you, then what is this for? This is spiritual knowledge. And spiritual knowledge has a lot of in-depth in it. By the way, you you are just we are just doing this and it all seems like everybody's eyes are going ah, like that, you know. You become very tamasic in nature and you have some people who are just relaxing, going into a sleep mode. Balenga. Javi Guruji interesting story bolega, tabhi main Abhi teme huh? But what is all this going on? Huh? Everybody is in a relaxed mood like this, like this, like this. <laughs> okay, interesting part. <laughs> See, when we have to meet the Lord, Krishna and Satyabhama, now when they are going in for the battle what does it mean it has a very deeper meaning in it satyamama and krishna are going for a battle in the spiritual domain they have to first fight mura okay and then they have to fight seven sons, and then they have to meet the main enemy, and there are so many soldiers and so many things going on in this world. Huh? Okay? Interestingly, this is exactly what we do in our world, you know? Disinterested. When ah, villain main villain disinterested life man. Well I yeah, chota villain. Agay, main story I gatha we have bad karing. But Chote Villan kove marna partaya. Na, Kinae. Hmm. What? This is a this is the part which we always play in our life. The Mura demon is always hiding in the depth of the moat. Moat, he is inside. And he is a very interesting character. He doesn't allow you to enter into the presence of that main, you know, uh, castle. He doesn't allow. What does he do? The moment you try to bring yourself in, he tries to beat you. Meditation is a very interesting thing. Right? (laughs) When we are meditating or when we are trying to think of God, there are one thousand things which are going to affect us. We want to focus on something. Too many other things are going on in the way. And the part that we always play is if I have to win over a certain thing in in our life, we have to overcome that alasya or the tamas that we are in okay it is always now think about it when you're sitting in a classroom in in your school how are you sitting in my school if I if somebody used to go like this or like this a teacher will come and give one tap on or like sit properly yeah pay attention last benches don't put your head down we are doing a classroom just now right so (laughs) attention is important likewise in meditation the part called focus and concentration is extremely important we slouch we we don't want to sit properly we always want to tend to uh, like that go in a comfortable position but you have to make that straight back as a comfortable position otherwise you will become like your grandmothers bent like that Okay, you know your grandmothers and doing grand- like that. They have become seven number. <laughs> yes. So sit straight, pay attention, focus, keep your eyes on the object. The object is called the the, the thing that comes through and goes out through your nose. Breathing. <laughs> so Krishna, over here is the object of our heart. We have to reach there. So, this divine consciousness, this the Supreme Soul is the point of contact for us. And to reach it, we have to use our Jivatma, that is our own body, our own being to reach there. Actually, we are there only, but we have to reach there. So, how do you reach there? So, first you have to fight the demon. Right? and then overcome the other seven things in our world. Seven things, the five sense organs, (laughs) ego and mind also coming into the picture. We do not have that kind of ability, then we will be not doing anything. We will never even focus on anything in this world. Look at it from this point of view. You know, when you are watching a movie, you know what they do? They remove all the obstructions in the way all obstructions are going away you are going and sitting in your seat it's darkness all over and imagine the movie has just started huh? and some idiot wants to go to his seat you know how irritable you become do you know how how irritable you become That guy is going, in the darkness, he is falling, tripping all over the place and if he may be a fat fellow and then what happens? He is kicking your your leg also and he is crushing it. Ah! All those things are happening or maybe your popcorn is getting flying all over the place. Something like that is happening. So you don't want this kind of disturbance when you are watching an interesting film. Right? I imagine Jungle Book 3D you are watching and some person, some idiot is going from front of your eyes. And that jungle wolf. you know that scene? That fellow does his nose like this, mm, like that. It's Mowgli, not from this, maybe from the past. But this film, I don't know. Interestingly, like that, there some scene is going on, and some idiot comes in the way. You get irritated, or somebody sitting next to is doing, and he's crushing, and you, know, you want to, you want to murder him. The uh, one last movie that we had gone to. There was a child playing in the aisle. Hey, 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 hey. And the child wanted to take the, uh, the popcorn and the and the glass of that uh, soft drink that was there in Pari's hand. Imagine, the movie is going on and this is a small child over there and his father is standing behind, he was carrying the baby till that time and now the child is going up and down and up and down. And then what happens? Your full concentration is gone, isn't it? So meditation is exactly like watching a movie, 100% focused on the characters. So you become the part of that character. So meditation is exactly like watching the film in the darkness. And no disturbance, no crunching, no popcorn, okay, no hot dog, nothing, nothing, okay, nothing over there. And no soft drink also, and nobody is trying to, you know, put your arms around you. No, nothing like that. Don't even try that. <laughs> Girlfriend will come to you, you know, a problem. Iske liye bol caution, word of caution, all the young fellows over here. Okay, so, focus is important. Likewise in meditation, focus is extremely important. We have to focus on what we are doing. First, tip of your nose. Alright, sit straight. Tip of your nose. Focus. Concentrate. Overcome that demon. He is going to fire weapons at you. What? Irritating irritating from your nose onwards. Everywhere. He is going to irritate you, no doubt about it. First, you can't sit properly. <laughs> so you say, take a comfortable position, relax yourself nicely, focus. Then, as you focus and you concentrate, you have to overcome different different obstacles in the way. And this, why are we saying that this is how it is going to be? We will come to know as we proceed in this chapter. Okay, I don't want to give out the secret just now. But because we are going to kill a very interesting demon who is born of the earth. Who is born of the earth? Naraka is the whip is the great Rakshasa born of the earth. Earth, earth, so it's an interesting phenomenon. And then now you are proceeding from one gate to the other, gate to the other. Climbing over the different potencies along the way and on the path you are meeting various kinds of you know opposing forces you will find that some person appears in your concentration or in, in your you know meditation oh nice snake has come Ooh. nagin ka music gaya. sir nagin ka music meditation mein aata hai but in meditation, there is ka music. When I saw Star war. you are not supposed to be having all these things. But why are these things happening? Okay, with your mind, you kill those weapons also. Hmm? All those opposing things. The idea is how are we going to focus? Focus is important. Hmm? So, I hope you have got a little gist of what I said. So now let us proceed further. Now don't relax. Huh? Sit straight. <laughs> so now, we will see what happens to Narakasi. Seeing his army driven back and tormented by Garuda, boma attacked him with his spear, which had once defeated Lord Indra's thunderbolt. But though struck by the mighty weapon, Garuda was not shaken. Indeed, he was like an elephant hit with a flower gallery. bhoma frustrated with all his attempts, took up his trident to kill Lord Krishna. But even before he could release it, the Lord cut off his head with the razor-sharp chakra as the demon sat atop his elephant. Garuda is the one who is driving this Lord towards this particular destination, Garuda. The one which on which the great Lord is always flying around. It's also the prana shakti, you know, where we are flying from one place to the other. The power of, generate the generative power or the power which keeps us alive, that is a kind of a thing. Cool. So, Bhoma frustrated all his attempts, took up his trident to kill Lord Krishna. But even before he could release it, the Lord cut off his head with a razor-sharp chakra as a demon sat atop his elephant. Fallen on the ground, Bahamasura's head shone brilliantly, decorated as it were with earrings and attractive helmet. As cries of alas, alas and well done arose, the sages and the principal demigods worshipped Lord Mukunda by showering him with flower garlands. The goddess of the earth then approached Lord Krishna and presented him with Aditi's earrings which were made of glowing garland gold inlaid with shining jewels. She also gave him the Vajayanti flower garden, Varuna's umbrella and the peak of Mandara mountain. So, what does the earth do? She gives him all the things which the demon has captured, her own son by the way. So, think about it all these things are there within us what has this demon captured the demon is our body body is a body created from earth isn't it a body which is created from earth and what it has captured it has captured all our you know laziness this that so many things that are there and it is making you feel totally down and out and slowly all those beautiful things which is power of concentration, the power of attention, the power of focusing on things, the power that is required, the beautiful essence that is there within us. The flowers of vajanti, vajanti? Huh? Vajanti are a particular you know fragrant flowers which are there. Okay? Now that is and there are various other things which they have taken from Indra. Indra is God of mind. Huh? So, from the mind, all these things have been taken away, all the focus, concentration, everything. So when we are doing this kind of a meditative thing, what is happening to us? We are focusing back onto these things and the earth, the body is giving us back those beautiful stuff. After we kill this demon called Narkasura, the one which takes us to hell, right? (laughs) On the evil path, on the path of bad things, you know, doing bad stuff. What? Laziness, relaxation, the power of, you know, non focus. You, you understand? We are just drifting. And how we are focusing now? We are trying to go inwards. So, the king, after bowing down to him and thus standing with joined palms, the goddess of mind filled with devotion began to praise the Lord of the universe, whom the best of the demigods worship. But as Bomi said, obeisance unto you, O Lord of the chief demigods, O holder of the corn shell disc and club, O supreme soul, within the heart, you assume various forms to fulfill your devotees’ desires. obeisance unto you. My respectful obeisance are unto you, O Lord whose abdomen is marked with a depression like a lotus flower, who are always decorated with garlands or lotus flowers whose glance is as cool as the lotus and whose feet are engraved with lotuses. obeisance unto you, the Supreme Lord Vasudev, Vishnu, the primeval person, the original seed, obeisance unto you, the omniscient one. So, the Mother Goddess, that is the Earth, she is praising the Lord and she is telling him all these things obeisance unto you o unlimited energies the unborn progenitor of the universe the absolute O soul of the high and the low O soul of the created elements O all pervading supreme soul obeisance unto you so this body is now bowing down to the Lord remember now we are proceeding inwards the main weapon after using it the main demon has been killed that is the final worm that is there Now we can enter the domain where all these beautiful things are there. The Lord can be praised after that. So these are the various steps that we go through. Concentrating on the various chakras and the energy points, right? We have, I mean, when you do the meditation and all that, you will learn. And then finally you enter the core of your heart. Now inside the core of your heart, you are meeting the Lord. And how is the Lord? We are describing him desiring to create, O oh, unborn master, you increase and then assume the mode of passion. You do likewise with the mode of ignorance when you wish to annihilate the universe and with the goodness you wish to maintain it. So Krishna is the supreme boss as far as the three gunas are also concerned. What does he do? Whereas a question of creation, the annihilation or even the sustenance is concerned, he is the main purpose behind all these things behind all these things that we are supposed to overcome like that nonetheless you remain uncovered by these modes uncovered by these modes means the lord is no way concerned with these three modes the three modes are created by prakriti alone and prakriti is always reporting to krishna it's not the other way around so krishna is the supreme lord who is taken charge over this entire three gunas also And especially he has created three gods who take charge of that. Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva. You are time, the Pradhan and the Purusha. O Lord of the Universe, yet still you are separate and distinct. So she is continuing with the prayers saying that he is the primary principle. Also he is the main Purusha. He is the first supreme manifest that is unmanifest and the manifest. O Lord of the universe, still you are separate and distinct. He is still separate from all this and yet distinct from them. That means there is a supreme divine unmanifest beyond this first unmanifest. Isn't it? This is illusion. The earth, water, fire, air, ether, sense objects, demigods, mind, senses, false ego, total material energy exist independent of you. In fact, they are all within you. My Lord, who are one without a second. So while she is describing the Lord, who? The earth. She is describing the Lord, that is when we describe the Lord, this is how we have to describe, that he is far beyond all the five senses, sense organs, the different different kinds of things that we mentioned just now. Here is the son of Bhamasura. Frightened, he is approaching your lotus feet. Since you remove the distress of all who seek refuge in you, please protect him place your lotus hand which dispels all sins upon his head now the mother goddess that is the is putting now remember the demon has been killed the final onslaught has happened the demon has been killed you are in a deep meditative state at that point in time the mother goddess gives you you know brings in front of you the son of Narkasu ok the tiny fellow She is him in front of me. Sukadeva Goswami said, Thus entreated by Goddess Bhoomi, in the words of humble devotion, the Supreme Lord bestowed fearlessness upon her grandson and then entered Bhamasura's palace, which was filled with all manner of riches. So, entering this palace, who is this small child over there? That is the new you. New you. Remember this, the new you is a person Who has just been created at that point in time. Overcoming all the problems. Bhomasura has been killed. Hmm? Same person by the way. Narkasura. So. Bhumi. Bhoma. Bhumi. Okay. Bhumi is earth. The sun of earth. Bhomasura. That is why. Okay. Narkasura. Narka. (laughs) Hell. Asur From hell. The... Asur from hell, where laziness and all those kind of things, these are Asurs from hell only. In our, our body we have all these Asurs with us, okay? You know, I don't want to go to school, huh? today I am not feeling well, my stomach is aching. How many times have we said these words as a kid? My stomach is aching and the moment the, everybody has gone to school and you have gone to play somewhere else. And this is what we do. So this is the kind of thing that we are so much used to in our life also. Oh, you think when you grow old, this doesn't happen? It happens. You see, yesterday, water leak. What happened? Everybody went home. And today? Oh, water leak is there. Today, no, no, <laughs> no meetings. Oh, no meetings, huh? <laughs> Again, you know, my boss, is gone to another country. What to do? Uh, No meetings today, I am not going to office. Oh, boss is not there, so you're not going to office. This is (laughs) not so these are the devils from hell. These are this is what Narkasur is all about. Asur, which tells us not to do things. In our world, we want to relax, enjoy our life, go for you know different things. But when it comes to really working hard, no. So, yes, the Narkasur always stays with us. By the way. He's got that one son now. Now let us see what else he's got. So what else he's got is the most in- interesting part. we got thousands of wives by the way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get to marry them. There Lord Krishna saw 16,000 royal maidens whom Bhoma had taken by force from various kings. So, After you have reached the the particular domain of the heart, you have to meet after killing that, you know, the demon, what you are going to meet? Sixteen thousand damsels. Okay. Right? I don't want to say much, but yes, that is how in some other places they describe the heavens to have maidens. The women became enchanted when they saw the most excellent of the male enter, that is Krishna. In their minds they accepted him, who had been brought there by destiny as their chosen husband. So 16,000 more to go. With the thought, may providence grant that this man become my husband, each and every princess absorbed her heart in the contemplation of Krishna. The Lord had the princesses assayed in clean, spotless garments, and then sent in palanquins to Dwarka together with the great treasures of chariot, horses and other valuable. <coughs> so, what does the Krishna do? He marries all these 16,000 ladies over there and then he sends them over to Dwarka. Dwarka so, what happens is you get the riches over there. Once you enter the domain of this state of samadhi, what is it that you get? These are the different potencies which you have overcome. They are a part of your world. You know, potencies. Potencies are, uh, they are called, do, do you know what is the word? I don't shakti. Uh, no, 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 not shakti. <laughs> These are the powers. Okay? And what are the powers? You can become small. You can become big. You can become mighty. You can. Yes. Anima, Ganima, Lagima, Naima, all those kind of things. Those are the eight principal powers. Then there are ten more principal powers. Then there are more subsidiary powers. So as you enter the domain of this. You know, meditative energies or as we call, as you enter the state of Turiya. Turiya means complete immersion in meditation on the Lord, fully immersed in it. When you enter the final domain, you get all the powers associated with that particular domain. And these are married to you. That means you have the ability to do anything in this world. Okay. They are called Siddhi. Siddhi. You understand? Siddhi. Hmm? So, Siddhis. They are different kinds of powers. Now, these Siddhis will come to you when you do this kind of a thing. But what are they? You are not supposed to be misusing them. You are supposed to be treating them like your wife. You got what I am saying? The Siddhis are like your wife. You have to treat them nicely not misuse them so once you are in that state as a sage you get these powers the powers are associated with different kinds of abilities in you it's some of the simple stupid abilities you can predict some things perfectly you can predict some things perfectly you can say when things are going to go wrong you know how you can enter a particular thing and it's like problem-solving ability. Those who are in the computer world, you know, they are working with the ones and the zeros and the nano particle I don't know what are things that are there. So you are entering a domain which is so tiny. So what is happening, let me put it this way, Moore's law, those who are in the computer world will know, Moore's law, isn't it? Now they say, how does the Moore's law work? every year something is happening it is cutting down by a certain I don't know what what Moore law actually is but I only know this much that it becomes smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller the processor size keeps on decreasing right I want you to think very carefully is the processor size decreasing or is the ability of thinking becoming very very finer and finer and finer can you imagine that you can think the finest. The ability to think deeper and deeper has come into you. The Moore's law is actually reverse. It's not applicable to the chip. It is applicable to your brains. To your ability to think. We have become such deep, invested people. We can go right up to the depth of nanometers and solve the problem there. Their eyes cannot see it. Your ears cannot hear it, but your mind can enter the deepest recesses of that particular, you know, beautiful size of the chip and solve the problems there. That is Moore's law reality. But Moore's law is considered to be how small you can fit your, you know, uh, I I, I don't know what you want to call it. Hmm? Yeah, into a small tiny chip. No, it is how much you can think and how wider your thinking has become now. You are going deeper and deeper and deeper into it. This is one of the shaktis that you get, one of the powers that you get. Problem solving. Deepest problem solving ability. Then you have so many other things which happen to you. You are able to do things which hardly anybody is able to do. So as you become Invested with these different different powers, sixteen thousand powers, you are becoming a multifaceted person, capable of doing anything in this world. Human beings have the capability of doing one, not eight, different abilities. Can you imagine that? That you are invested with so many things, and we say, Mere se hota hai. huh? Ye karo, nahi hota hai. What do you mean, nahi hota hai? everything is possible because you have to go towards this. The deeper you go, the more you become like that. And let is, this is exactly what is happening. So, he takes all these ladies and sends them to Dwarka. Right? Krishna. Lord Krishna also dispatched 64 swift white elephant descendants of Airavad, who each sported four tusks. Like what? What are the other things that come with it? You know, legacy. We say na. Along with the sixteen thousand abilities, what else comes with it? So there are elephants which are coming with it. The Lord then went to the house of Indra, the demigod king, and gave Mother Aditi the earrings, which Indra and his wife worship Krishna and his beloved consort Satyabama. Now Satyabama is there for a very very important reason. We should know the reason. Hmm? So we will come to it. Then, as Satyabhama's behest, the Lord approached the heavenly Parijata tree and put it on the back of Garuda. After defeating Indra and all the other demigods, Krishna brought the Parijata to his capital. Now this story has finished in one line, no? Actually, there is a very deep part in this story. The Parijata is a flower which is loved by Satyabhama, the second wife of Krishna. She is the person who who loves perfumes french perfumes you know like that so when aise oh jabhi jayegi tabhi usko, you know, couture mein jane couture dress dress fashion label chahiye. salvatore Faragamo and you know gucci and prada and jimmy Choo, he you know, sab chahiye usko satyamama ko oh very you the know, interesting personality usko jitna interesting hai woh So she has heard that there is a very beautiful smell from a tree, from these flowers. She had heard about it and that is belonging to Indra. So she tells Krishna, can you please rob that thing and get it for me? (laughs) So, so, So Krishna says, you want me to rob that thing and get it for you? She says yes you know indra he is such a crooked fellow he doesn't want to give that pl- that flower to anybody on earth it's a heavenly flower okay he doesn't want to part with it can you get it for me krishna says okay fine for you i'll do everything so krishna goes to the heaven of indra and quietly robs the tree from there and brings it and plants it in his garden now Indra comes to know about it. And when Indra comes to know that Krishna has robbed this Parijata tree, you know, he wants it back. So, so he comes and fights with Krishna. And naturally, you know, Indra is supposed to get defeated. So poor fellow, he gets defeated. So now you see the whole line. Now, what has happened is this is nothing but how ego is to be subdued. The portion called Satyabhama and the ego subduction. How you can subdue the ego is the story of Parijata. We have our thing, you know. I want to buy haute couture. I want to buy the fanciest of the labels. I want to buy a Ferrari. I want to buy this. I want to buy that. Oh my God. And people want to build, you know, Taller and taller skyscrapers. They want to make bigger and bigger yachts. This is the ego which every human being has. Satyabama is a part of that legacy in us. We have that Satyabama in us. We are married to her, by the way. As a human being, our job is to, uh, you know, try to have that best of the things. cutlery. I uh, local cutlery illa. I want made of pure. You know, silver ka cutlari chaye. Silver ka cutlari chaye. Silver, silver ka newalaikatu. Nay. Like in sit silver ka cutlari chaya. Usmika smell ataia. Nay. Okay. I, I interesting, yesterday we had gone to one restaurant and they put one small dish in front of us and there was one small tiny thing in front of us, white color. Okay, and that fellow says, Sir, this is not for eating. Huh? This is okay, uh, fresh paper. Hand tissue, and then he poured water on some water or something on it, and it started becoming like Eiffel Tower. It's a interesting phenomenon, a And opened it into a. So, we love to get into these kind of things. So Satyabhama is a part of our legacy, our bloodstream. We want the best. So if I ask you, which is the car that you want? Bola ambassador. Illa. I want BMW, I want Mercedes Benz. No ambassador, no fiat. Like no. And suppose you know you are getting an Uber. Okay? And by the way, you get an Uber which is a limo, suppose. Would you settle for a limo ki bote chota sa inna indica mein jayega? limo mein jayega, mein liye. This is how we are. We love to always look at the good things in life. So parijata is that smell, you know that thing which you get. We are attracted towards this kind of things in our world which are drawing our senses outwards. And that is what Satyabhama tells Krishna Can you rob that thing and bring it? And Krishna says, okay, if that is what you want, I will go and rob and get it for you. And he gets the parijata flowers. But this is for a reason. Narada enters the scene and then he creates a very beautiful story. Now, since we are running out of time, tomorrow I shall tell you that story. Okay, the balance are <laughs> will be told to you tomorrow. So till then, Parijata story, hold on. you know like, Aisa teen hota hai ki nahi. Like that. Serial, serial mein. Interesting serial. Tomorrow I will tell you the story. Agar itna hi hai na, record Okay, so we have to do a few pages. Let us finish those few pages. Even after Indra had bowed down to Lord Ajuta, touched his feet and the tip of his crown and begged the Lord to fulfill his desire, that exalted demigod, having achieved his purpose, chose to fight with the Supreme Lord. What ignorance there is amongst the gods to hell with their opulences. (laughs) Imagine, you know, this is the holy book. It says to the hell with opulences. And if you write to hell, in uh, in if you are writing a book and all that, you know, your editor is going going to remove that hell from it. Your editor, even the editor on this doesn't, you know, try try typing H E L L. You know what it does? It does H E apostrophe L L. Try try that on your phone also. You will see that it doesn't allow you to type hell. But I know, edit it, edit it. <laughs> but here, this book is telling you, you know. These are the abilities which takes us down to hell. Actually hell. But these problems which are there. The, then the imperishable Supreme Personality assuming a separate form for each bride duly married all the princesses simultaneously each in her own palace. This is another phenomena which is Krishna known for. Krishna goes to individual brides eight. And he is found in all the houses over there in equal proportions. He is not half over there, half over there, nahin, aisa nahin hai. No, and don't, don't think in terms of, Wo Karega kya 16,108, itna Pfizer company ko itna profit nahi dega Samajh mein aaya ki sorry. <laughs> Uske sab hai. The Lord Performer of the Inconceivable constantly remained in each of his Queen's palaces which were unequaled and unexcelled by any other residences. There, although fully satisfied within himself, he enjoyed with his pleasing wives and like an ordinary husband he carried out his household duties. So the Lord is a very interesting person as far as his manifest world is concerned. In every individual house he becomes a normal human being and works exactly the way A normal human being will be. So understand this. In this domain, the Supreme Lord is the Supreme Lord. The whole universe is his. But 16,108 wives are there. And there, he becomes like a normal human being. Okay? So, there, although fully satisfied within himself, the Lord is fully satisfied within himself. Means what? The Lord is not at all concerned. He is... There is completely a detached person in this world. So being fully satisfied with himself, he enjoyed with his pleasing wives and like an ordinary husband, he carried out his household duties. So he carries on like a householder. Thus, those women obtained as their husbands, the husband of the goddess of fortune, even, although even the great demigod like Brahma do not know how to approach him with ever increasing pleasure they experience loving attraction for him exchange smiling glances with him and reciprocate with him in even fresh intimacy replete with joking and feminine shyness so he is becoming exactly like the person a normal human being is supposed to be over there he responds to their every moves in the way a normal man would respond so Krishna has this ability to transform himself into a very very ordinary human being. Although the supreme lord's queen each had hundreds of maid servants they chose to personally serve the lord by approaching him humbly offering him a seat worshipping him with excellent paraphernalia bathing and massaging his feet giving him pan to chew fanning him anointing him with fragrant sandalwood paste adorning him with flower garlands dressing his hair arranging his bed Bathing him and presenting him with various gifts. So all these wives of his 16108, they what do they do? They do all these things for him. So we have come to the end of the chapter. Uh, tomorrow we will do another chapter. So kalkilye baki ka story. Do story baki One story about the parijata tree. Okay. Oh bhaki. we will do karange. And there is another story which is going to be coming very shortly and that will be a part of this interesting phenomena of Krishna. So we will stop over here and we shall continue tomorrow at the same time. Alright.